0: And we're all over the, the the globe too at this point. Anything strange as far as locations that weren't there before?
1: Yeah, there's a well, uh, Chile. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah, huge Chile there and Singapore. Yeah, we hadn't been in the Far East, right? But there was that was. Uh, so. Yeah, we we penetrated that market. So, <laughs> so, so you got to <laughs> ease
0: up on that WW two talk. It's very
1: very accurate to say that we're global, worldwide. <laughs> the be only accurate. problem is that it's in order of of the most to least. And we've got United Kingdom, three. And then everyone else after that is one. So it's like <laughs> one guy in Chile just sampling and going, he sucks. And then never listening again. Speedy Gonzalez is Chilean because by your impression. <laughs> right
0: now I know where the first edit point's going to be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to ear and loathing taking over the globe one mildly interested chilean at a time (laughs) (laughs) we are the gitmo bros the number one rockers forever yes you have landed on ear and loathing uh, so I guess we should just get right into uh, meeting the fellas, shall we? I would like to say hello to the Foxy media darling of Aaron Lothie. Why don't you say hello?
2: I don't know want to say
1: Foxy and Chilean, but I want to say hello to our worldwide audience. I'm George White. <laughs> we are global, as you know. <laughs> And uh, so, speaking of the globe, we need to take a little visit over to a little place that we call the North Star. He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. He's Singapore's North Star. Why don't you say hello?
0: Baringa! Here I am trying to get something going, but all they got is Tex-Mex and Papa loves Mambo!
2: (laughs) (laughs) La Estrella del Norte
1: (laughs) Was that a David Lee Roth throwaway? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: David Lee (laughs) Roth What George was saying or what I was saying? Both Both. (laughs) I don't don't know, who knows what George was saying? I
1: don't know what George was saying North Star He's still still talking to our Chilean uh, buddy Wow, you guys getting a lot of press Yeah (laughs) So yeah, this is episode 47 Can you guys believe it? No No Good night everybody (laughs) No. That's it. Podcast (laughs) over.
2: Can't believe it happened. We did it. 47. It's what we wanted. It was our dream. We're done. (laughs) Kalik.
1: Kalika. So episode 47. I, your pal Damon, is I is I was about to say I is. I be in the torture chamber today, and I'm sure the lads have something reprehensible lined up for me. Yes. But uh you know what happens when uh you're in the torture chamber you also get to uh set up a topic but first you have to go through a guy that uh he lives down south somewhere near Alabama I believe he was George's next door neighbor maybe near the Jackal compound in Georgia <laughs> Yeah <laughs> licking his fingers of all that that hot sauce that uh that Jackal and provides and, and, and bourbon. bourbon yeah that's right so this little guy is going to sit and walk up to the microphone and say something. So what's your story there, pal? Hi there. Welcome to Cabot's Corner. Well, that was nice of him. He's cagey. You don't usually get a compliment out of Clem, but that was that was the, very, very nice of him to say about the show here on our <laughs> 47th episode. Okay, so speaking of the show Ear and Loathing, we, the lads, the Gitmo bros, We've, done, we've, done, we've had some converse, Some good conversations about some events we've attended, about, you know, best concert experience. You remember, guys remember that, Convo? Yes. I do. Very recently, Aaron brought to the table, hey, what are some movies that kind of pushed you over the edge as a kid that really blew your mind? I remember mm-hmm. that was a, a hot topic as well.
2: <laughs> the
0: Raiders <laughs> conversation,
1: yes. <laughs> a body
0: conversation.
1: Your pal Damon last Friday night was out at uh the Disney Hall downtown. Ooh, seeing a, a couple lovely classical pieces. And I was fucking livid during one of them. And <laughs> I'll tell you that story in a second. Of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> because it's an ongoing thing. And uh because we've talked about all the good things that happen at at concerts, I wanted to sort of flip the script this time and say what are some shitty things that happened at concerts? Now, listen, it can be a specific experience you had, like that band who I love sucked, the sound sucked, uh, or it could be just kind of general behaviors of people at concerts, and we could even throw in like movie theaters and stuff too, because I because Aaron did bring up the movies uh, last time. So, I'll tell you what happened at Disney Hall, and this I'll just kick it off. Okay. Um, in a longer list, this will be my first my first offering. So, I don't want to get into too much detail about uh, you know exactly what the th- what the thing is. It, it was this beautiful little piece, uh, kind of avant garde uh, modern classical piece called "Ancient Voices of Children." And it's if you guys are familiar with the 1968 Jerry Goldsmith Planet of the Apes soundtrack, it's very reminiscent of that. It's from the same mm-hmm. era of. Mm-hmm of kind of like, you know, classic or what you would consider classical composition. And it's a, it's almost like this weird hybrid of Brazilian Indian, uh, kind of, kind of like Asian music. And it's really cool. And it's eight people on stage and and it's, 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 there's a lot of like intricate, little things that everybody has to be doing all the time. And at one point, like it's so bizarre, like the, the soprano singer will bend over into the open piano and sing into the strings and get all the reverberations of her singing from that. Will as Mike and it just, it's just this creates this really cool sound. So anyway, it's that kind of avant-garde piece, but w- what it involves is you sitting patiently while they, while they develop m- these musical themes and stuff. Hmm. And who are these fucking people during a quiet moment? I don't care if it's a movie, at a concert, or a speech, or anything. Who have to cough. And by have to cough, I mean... They're, they're not sick, okay? Because if they really, quote, had to cough, they wouldn't be there at the out at the Disney Hall or something. It's this weird OCD, kind of like, I need to insert myself in this kind of thing. Because, by the way, if you do feel this quick need for... Oh, I'm ch- choking or coughing a little bit. You can kind of go... <clears throat> under your breath, right? You can hold it in. It's the, it's, and it's mostly old people. Let's, let's not kid ourselves, right? It's, it's, (coughs) is that like that kind of thing in the middle? (laughs) This woman is like playing a xylophone by herself on the stage of 2000 and 2000 people are watching. And there's this guy, like, why you don't have to cough what's wrong with you what the fuck is wrong with you that you have to do that i i promise you those people and it by the way it didn't happen once it didn't happen twice it happened about i don't know two dozen times from all around the entire goddamn theater now again this is, these aren't sick people sick people aren't there it's the help me help me figure out the psychological uh kind of like need to to be i don't know your yop to the universe or something right like what is what's going on there someone explain that to me please
0: I think there's a weird thing that happens too, where it's like, it's not, because those kinds of things are typically like, like there in the bowl and stuff. They're like subscriber things, like regular people who aren't subscribers or members can also buy tickets from a whatever. Yeah. But like a lot of times you have like, I bought the season at the whatever the fuck, you know? Right. Right. And so like, meaning that. A lot of times like it's somebody's old lady wants them to go out more and so they buy it. And so this guy's going on, going along like is fucking because he doesn't want to hear it from her. You know what I mean? And so like he's there. And I always imagine that those kinds of moments have a bit of fuck off woman or fuck off husband for making me be here. I always feel like there's there's some intensity behind it.
1: Oh, like they're like they're deliberately ruining the show. Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't, I don't think that's not part of it. I think that's part of it. You know, I think there's something going on, not always, but I don't know. Like there's something going on in the human condition where they do that. Now, if somebody, it would happen less if this is all people who are like, I mean, you would hope, I mean, obviously we've talked about this happening in movies where people are, theory are there, but like your crazy woman with the bracks and shit, she didn't care about the fucking movie, the, the negotiator. She didn't care about that. She was going to go because that was her (laughs) ritual to go and eat her fucking loud ass candy
1: in a quiet room. crinkle her bag while she eats her candy.
0: Right. And so this guy who I imagine looking like Abe Vigoda is just like, ah, fucking Mabel got me up in this thing. Stupid. I got this gal up here yelling at a piano. (laughs) I think it's passive aggressive, but like loud, it's not very passive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's kind of like a, uh, Resentment that yeah. this is the thing that happens a lot. Maybe I've said this on on uh, the show before. It's the person who can't stand that they're not the center of attention, and it's the the guy who has to come who has to come up and tell the band what they what they need to play. You know, or the
0: ding, ding, ding guy. He wants to make a toast. That guy, you know, right? He's, <laughs> oh, the toasting guy, right? Yeah, unless he's directing traffic. He doesn't want to do it. Or if it's like, if it was a thing, like I imagine Abe Vagoda sitting there, like if it was like, this is a t- salute to Red Arbok, you know, like he would be quiet as fucking synagogue in there yeah. for him. But because this is not his thing, it's not something that he's interested in. Great, you know, famous mechanics, we're now deceased. We <laughs> salute you. You know, he would be very quiet for that. But for this piece of art that he thinks is like nonsense he's going to let mabel know about it yeah
1: and and you too unfortunately right the entire crowd has to has to enjoy his his phlegmy goodness (laughs) (laughs)
0: you hear that in in on on classical records all the time we're like somebody's cutting a record
1: and some some (laughs) yellow and it's on the record for all time new rule you know how they have the please turn off your phones and, you know, uh, the exits are on to the the le- emergency exits are to the left and to the right of the, whatever. They've got these announcements and right. stuff. Please turn off your phlegm? Yeah, well, it's, it's more like if you're one of those dickheads who has to cough in the middle of quiet moments, maybe don't be here. Just walk back to the box office, we'll give you your money back. Gladly, yeah. <laughs> I, man, I hate those people so much. It's, tell everybody, it, you tell, keep the program. Pretend you were here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't have to be here. Your wife's fucking going to be pumped that you fucking left. You don't want to <laughs> be around your you flenny ass. Say so you're not feeling well and go to the bar.
1: <laughs> be a man. Totally. Hey, but guess what? We'll give you fucking drink tickets to beat it. <laughs> Good. So I'm glad I'm not the only one who notices those guys. And, and and also, thank you for pointing out the fact that, yeah, you can hear them on recording sometimes. Oh my God, yes. I mean,
0: particularly, you know, classical music. I, yeah. I, I remember my mom's a huge classical music fan. She loves it to death and I grew up around it. And it always made me giggle when you hear it because I would imagine... I would start imagining what that man looked like. And it was clearly a man, a dopey, and it's probably a big heavy man, you know, yeah. With crazy hair and, you know, a sweater and like one, one collar coming out of the sweater. He got, he didn't, you know, he didn't know what was happening. Those, and
1: Those shoulders are just littered with dandruff.
0: Yeah. And he's yeah. positive that he left the lights on and the car on. Like he doesn't, he's, he's just so upset. What,
1: Audley, yeah, he yeah. smells
2: like Hall's <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's also the guy who does the does the uh pretending to whisper but it's still like a real full voice he's going Mabel Mabel where's my wallet Mabel, uh, Homer Mabel. whispering <laughs> yeah right
0: <laughs> is that the guy from the beginning Mabel hold my French dip I gotta take my sweater off <laughs> mind the
2: juice it's been done to Philippe's. he brought it in
1: He <laughs> goes, we'll stop for you okay Jesus uh, so, so I know people have a lot of issues with like, you know, guy with on cell phone, you know, filming the entire or whatever that and I I don't like those guys either. Don't get me wrong. But man, there's something about the coffer that really makes me nuts. So let's, let's go around round table here because it, it'll come back to me. I got pl- you guys know I got plenty, but uh, uh, let's throw it over to George. You You got anything? Oh, um, yeah, I have, I guess I have a story from a concert more sure, than, yeah. more than anything. And I'll, I'll have up. to, I'm
2: gonna have to, uh, I'm not going to use names here because it's a good friend of mine, but he, he remembers all this, but it was, so anyways, um, we're 15 years old and we're going to go see journey on the escape tour. And that's a big deal that the oh, biggest yeah. band in the world, then we're going to For Forum, sure. lover boys, opening, etc. Um, my mom's divorced, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the loose. You know, the kid is hot tonight. You're hot, hot to, to trot.
1: trot. Yeah, I, you know, I got, <laughs> nice. yeah.
2: I got my, you know, I got my, I got my Too rockers, much broadcasting. Got my. It's <laughs> too professional. Hot dog and a stick to trot. Um, I'm a, uh, you know, I got my rocker clothes on, my striped shirt and my uh, Capizios, my Panador pants. You know, I'm I'm ready to, I'm ready to go cause trouble, have a good time at Journey. <laughs> Um gonna get some my friend, finger
1: blasting going. Maybe maybe some finger <laughs> blasting
2: Who knows? You know. And but um my friend tells me that um his his parents don't want him to go and they want to go with us, not just drop us off, but they'll pay and you know and so that's hard because I'm like, these are expensive tickets.
0: This is uh, day of they you well I mean they have it, you know,
2: about a couple weeks before he we, we find out his parents want to go. Okay, and, but
0: did they have tickets already? Yeah, do any? I, guess,
2: I guess because the brothers had tickets. I can't remember that part of it, but I was hoping they would just drop us off.
0: Because you figured we, it's a sold-out show.
2: Yeah, well, I think it was – I was led to believe they were going to drop us off. And it's just like, no, actually, they're going to go with us. What? You know? So my guess is
0: that you thought all along yeah, that they were just going to drop you, or maybe be going and sitting somewhere else. Yes. But no, they're going and hanging with you and cramping your cramping your Capizio style. Yes, <laughs> totally cramping my Capizio style. Right. So, anyways, um, and this is and this is uh,
2: and this is you know uh, parents that I've known my whole life. Um, you know, and they're pretty not going to say proper, but they're they're nice people. You know, nice Midwestern people that moved to California and have known them a long time. So, um, and so now we're at the show and it's his brothers and me and me and the whole family basically. And there's some guys behind us partying as people will do at, at a journey concert and mm-hmm. they are – and they have a um, – which it's, it seems like out of a fucking movie, like a joke out of the movie. The guy has a Boda bag thing strapped across his chest that's full of strawberry wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> strawberry wine. He could have put anything in there. He could have. <laughs> an In asshole.
2: my mind – well, I mean, I'll tell you because it, it was strawberry wine because some of it – the guy's partying and he's out of hand. and He gets some on my friend's dad and on my friend's mom. And they're, they're proud – you know, Midwestern or cowboy type of people. And dad's not going for that. <laughs> and tells the guy, hey, let's, come on, let's
0: keep it under control, buddy. How um, old was the guy, was the strawberry wine man? Strawberry wine man was probably in his 20s. So, and this is a this is a grown-ass, like, 35, 40-year-old yeah, f- man? F- yes, exactly. Dad, yeah. at the time? With a mustache. Yes, yeah, so he just want, he's fucking over it already. Oh, like, way well over, it. over it. Probably over it by the parking lot. So, like, yeah, he's, he's totally. fucking fit to pop. Absolutely. If one fucker fucking gets some yeah. bullshit on me. <laughs> and and this
2: guy does, and he does it a couple of times. Ugh. And so then, you know, oh, Journey man. Journey's playing, altercation starts. There's some back and forth as 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 dad turns away, the guy just the guy just takes a sucker punch, misses, and falls <laughs> over ass over tea kettle into our row, brings some people with him while he's falling. <laughs> fighting starts which ends up with me mom is so mad i'm using all my might to hold her back and she's just screaming and cussing <laughs> at, the, at this guy and just you know it just it breaks into a fucking melee where now people below us because they've been rolled into now it's just this melee of a fight and the,
1: george please tell me this was going on during open arms
0: i said no <laughs> I I was imagining, I I was trying to think of the song. I was thinking, like, is it maybe Only the Young, maybe? So he's getting a little fired up. He thinks he's fucking in Vision Quest or some shit. He's not believing.
2: Still They Ride, Stone in Love. I don't know. Stone in Love. Yeah, but that was my favorite song. And then I remember them playing it during it. And I'm just torn between watching the fight and watching the show. I'm like, I I waited a long time to see them.
1: And George just wanted to go and hang with his buddy and wear his his capizios and you know,
0: striped shirt. <laughs> That's one of the problems of having the adults there is that because they're not, I mean, it won't get settled. It won't, people won't just walk away. It's going to turn into a thing. And then you're, Oh, there's more. <laughs> was it mom? Oh. I bet you it was mom who said, we've got to go. And f- dad was probably like, he said, we don't have to fucking go. Why? <laughs> well, no,
2: there, There's, there's a little
0: more to the story. <laughs> so there were, everyone's rolling around. Everyone's rolling with. around.
2: Security comes. And and I I don't fortunately or unfortunately for me I guess they clear out they clear out uh, Boda Bag man they clear him out when I let go of when I let go of mom because now she's calmed down and they've cleared the guy out um, he in in this melee his shoe has come off <laughs> and. And she, like, kind of trips over it and then picks it up and in anger just hurls it into the forum crowd. Just, Uh ah, fuck (laughs) this guy just hurls the shoe into the crowd. Fucking shoe! Fucking (laughs) asshole shoe! And I'm on the end right at the aisle. So now, I don't know why security does this. I think because the guy said, I lost my shoe. So... Now he comes back down, and I recognize him. And he's standing, and he, he wants to go look for his shoe. And I'm giving him the, you know, throat cut. I'm like, no, 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 you don't, this, don't, you don't, don't go, don't, don't, no, don't do no. And he goes, I- I'm, I'm okay. It's okay. And of course, what happens? He takes three steps down, look for his shoe. It starts all over again. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it starts what all over
0: again. Knocker, fucking let him back. It like that's like. So he talked to some other security guard who didn't know what was happening. Well, maybe he made me to plea for a shoe. I don't know. Fucking nightmare. (laughs) Who gives a fuck about your fucking shoe? We're standing in Englewood with one shoe on. So then
2: then I, you know, the music's loud and stuff. And so I'm on the end, so I have to go get to security guards who didn't escort him down. (laughs) He's by himself. And I just look at the security guards and and make like the fist and, and open hand thing. And I just go like this. And I point like this again, like fight, fight. (laughs) (laughs) And they, and they come running down again. And the only person I hit in this whole thing is my friend's cousin who's younger than us. And this is, I was 15 and this was upsetting, but he was like 13 and he's just sitting there and he's just like, just kind of wailing and crying. And I <laughs> grab him and I slap his face like a movie. I'm like, get a hold of yourself, hey George. <laughs> hey George,
0: did any of their family tree not attend this this rock and roll program?
2: Say. No, it was his, it was his brother. We were all it was at the you same and your age. buddy.
0: Suddenly, has turned into a little kid and two old people, and, and his brother and his,
2: and my friend's brother too. And
0: you were just gonna finger blast in your. And I was children's. trying to finger blast
2: and to put my capizio in someone's asshole. I don't.
0: <laughs> boy, it really was. Papa loves Mambo. Yeah, boy, it was. And
2: so, and so then, and then I know, now I know after the second round and then the, the, then the, the security guards come again and they don't throw us out, but it's, now it's obvious from our side because everyone's way too upset and also, which understandably, and security's pretty interested in all of us leaving now, even though I don't think they see us as the aggressors because the parents are older and, you know, they see Strawberry Wine Man as the that's the problem, but now we're now we're leaving, and the show's not even you know half over. It's just you know, and I, but I, what can I do? I, I can't you know I can't go. Hey, listen, guys, I'm gonna stay. So you know, yeah, right. They haven't played. What uh, <laughs> did you say? Only the lonely. I
0: really want to hear only the lonely. You know so. <laughs> Ask the ask the Lonely. or Ask the Lonely. You ask the Lonely. Right. Yeah. I like to imagine you're you're slapping that kid around and you only stop real quick to go, Hey, where's Greg Raleigh? <laughs> Fuck you, Johnny K. I slap him and I turn
2: around and I go, You just ask the Lonely. <laughs> I, I hit it. I
0: hit When you're feeling lost. And-, and you're hitting him with each syllable. Right. 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 Get a hold of yourself, man! Get a hold of yourself. When you say "mom," George, you're talking about that dude's mom, not not yeah. your mom, right? No, no, no,
2: no. My mom was nowhere near this. No, oh, I was she think, yeah. just thought I was going to a show. You know,
0: she <laughs> thought you were going to put on your parachute pants and finger blast. <laughs> Let him go. It's
2: a big deal, Jesus? Yeah, I know. I thought I was going to have, and we'd already <sighs> we were already late too, and missed Lover Boy, so I was already a little bit up in arms.
0: <laughs> you were waiting to slap somebody. It
2: was. Um and so any and then and then the ending part uh-huh. is this is that so then um so then I I, um, I get home and um, and my mom's not there. She's out too and I'm home early and it's just such a weird experience that I have no one to talk to. So I just go across the street in my neighbor's house, I go, I gotta tell someone this story that just happened to me. <clears throat> I gotta share this with someone right now and I go tell my neighbors and they're not really interested. They kind of know the players, but I just was it was such an odd experience. With that family, for me to go do that. That is so a like,
0: long drive what is? Uh, from it was, Englewood to oh, the valley. Yep. Yeah. And it's not late enough so that there's no traffic, right? So there's like traffic still. Oh, no, we
2: took like La Brea the whole way.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember damn that. It. <laughs> I
2: remember Sitting that. Sitting at
0: lights, that guy's just fucking gripping that steering wheel, with like oh. white knuckles for oh, and, days.
2: Oh, and there was something <laughs> about too that he had lost a necklace. That was, <laughs> that was his, oh, no. that was his, it was an arrowhead or something, or he'd lost oh, that Of course it was. And, and ma- that really upset mom. <laughs> and it, it was, and I'm the only person that's not a member of the family in, in the, in the suburban, you know? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine because you're you that you're trying to make it some kind of humor to it at some point. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, we're not trying to laugh, George. We're not over it.
1: <laughs> the most frustrating part about that story to me, I mean, it's a bummer that you miss Journey, of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's a bummer that people got in a fight and it was upsetting. But yeah. it's the – them being there in the first place pisses me off. Right. You know, right. like yeah. none of that yeah. would have ever happened if they hadn't been there.
2: Yeah, you right. might – if you go to Germany, you might get a little strawberry wine on you.
0: It's yeah. part of the – right. <laughs> yeah, it's the way it is, you know, and, you know – you can decelerate. I mean, I, yeah. I've i come close a number of times to shitty situations like that, but, like, there are ways to decelerate it. And But the old man wasn't having it. That's what I was thinking, that, like, he was already yeah. grinding his teeth before they got past the fucking Bavarian pretzels, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and look, at, if I got – if some of that strawberry wine had gotten on my pristine white Capizio's, I might have been. I might have thrown the first punch. I don't know.
1: Um, actually, <laughs> before that, that whole melee started. George remembered that the, the dad during the, a quiet part of "Send Her My Love," that guy coughed really loud.
2: <laughs> coughed really. It is said, <laughs> Have some respect <laughs> for Jonathan Kane, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Calling oh, out that-
0: your name, I'm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, All right, Aaron, what do you got?
0: (laughs) Um, I was thinking about this the other day, and it kind of folds into this. We're just like buttholes at uh, at events. (laughs) This is Alhambra, maybe? The Untouchables had just come out. The film show. Brian De Palma's The Untouchables. Me, Damon, and our friend Alec Berg all went to go see (laughs) The Untouchables. And it's fucking blast, that movie. It's fucking on and fucking just... Happened. It's done. Great. It's fucking the music is incredible, and it fucking pumps you up. You're ready to roll. And we, we left the movie. Time to, I got to hit the head. I go in there take a piss. I'm in there taking a piss. Some dude <laughs> walks into me, talks shit. I turn away. He pushes me. I whip around, suck him as hard as I can in the stomach. <laughs> and he falls over. And then I pushed him into the trash can. So I go, oh! <laughs> he, fall, he fell into the trash can. And I just walked out. I was like, quickly, to the guys. And they're like, what? I go, quickly, let's go, let's go. They're like, what do you mean? So I just knocked this guy. <laughs> wow, wow and i'm sure damon was happy to leave but alec is a fucking trouble starter so he, he wanted to know about it you're we like no 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 no, we gotta get out of here this is an arbario. we're alone we yeah, gotta right. get out of here
2: <laughs> i love you stuffed him in the garbage can <laughs>
0: yeah, he was he was off balance uh, i didn't pick him up and throw him in there but like but it was just perfect because there it was sitting in the corner and was and was supporting itself. So in the melee, he was like, oh, and then I pushed him and he went, whoa, whoa. And so his, his shoes were eye level with me. <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 why, why you? Did he bitey pick you out? I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I was coming, I was walking out and we were generally the same age, you know? And that movie was fucking a pump up. I reflected on it later saying, hey, man, I kind of get it.
2: <laughs> I'm going to that. I'm going to the head, and i punching somebody.
0: <laughs> he came out on the wrong side of it, though. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> and I think that was my exact words. Walk out quickly. <laughs> what do you mean? Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come <laughs> on! Wow, that's a, uh,
1: wow. yeah. I, I don't know if I remember that. that story but it, you know I I fully believe that it happened (laughs) I would have loved to hear the end of it was you took him out of the trash can and dropped him in the toilet for a swirly (laughs)
2: give him a swirly (laughs) want some more of this
0: (laughs) knowing me I would have taken him out and then like tried to rehabilitate him try to like talk (laughs) him down like look hey buddy you had it coming I don't know why you came (laughs) on me like that sooner or later (laughs) you're going to do that to the wrong guy some guy from El Serino is going to be in here you're going to fuck up and get shot Yeah, (laughs) just doing you a favor (laughs) <laughs> you only got socked in the gut. That's it. And that's thrown right. in a little bit of the garbage. And, I mean sure <laughs> right, He got thrown in the trash can. And he was like a turtle in that situation. I <laughs> didn't do anything about it.
2: I like that you went. Um, I like that you went. Uh, so he went head first in the garbage can or
0: ass Yeah, back. yeah, because he, okay. <laughs> he tried to support himself. <laughs> he put his hands on the thing, and then I pushed him, and he went all the way over. <laughs> So he's down, he didn't get out. So, so he hit him in the gut. so he, fall, he doubles over. Yeah, he doubles over and then he came at me sort of like to like to try to like tackle me yeah. from a from a, a crouched position. I shoved him and he went in forward into the trash can and then he caught himself real quick and then I hit him again and he went pop. pop and then, then that so was you it. you escorted for him. him. You kind of yeah. escorted him into the garbage can. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a happy yeah. accident cuz the you know the, because the garbage can was in the corner and supporting itself. It wasn't moving around so he had no choice but to go in.
1: Right. And wow. then after the swirly, did you, did you put him back in the trash can and roll him down the aisle of the movie theater?
2: <laughs> it was the big gray barrel, like a big gray barrel kind. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes exactly. they're square and smaller, you know, like.
0: With the big crazy handles on it and everything. Yeah. And my, I guess somebody probably had to like grip him and pull him out or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I was pretty sure he, because like I didn't think he would come at me so tough and not have his boys with him. So it was like dumb. Because that's why I was going, it's going to be on now because I did this in here. I, I just got to get out of the bathroom yeah, because if they're in yeah. here, I'm fucked. Because yeah. those guys were out there. They wouldn't have had a faintest idea what was going on. So, was he boozed up or something? Or I don't know. I Probably not. You know, I don't know. Because we were about the same age. You know, It was not super easy to get drunk. You, know, you had to not be in a movie theater. Yeah. What, what year is that for you guys?
2: I can't remember. What
1: was it 87?
2: I think that movie came out.
1: Yeah. Right around. Yeah. He was just really mad at Kurt Russell.
2: I was, that's what I was going to say. Did he think he were Kurt Russell? <laughs> doesn't like nepotism? Kurt Russell's son's here. Fuck him. Kurt Russell
1: should have been in this movie. <laughs>
2: there he is. There he is. Why did not you take this part? Fuck <laughs> Kevin Costner.
1: Kurt Russell's son, Burt Russell. Burt <laughs> Russell. <laughs> so I have, I have a couple of little movie anecdotes. Okay. And it's not the one of the girl, of the not the girl, the old woman... You, know, you should have so thrown like, her in the trash can. You, fuck you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them all in the trash can. <laughs> you know, it's, I was seeing uh, Star Trek Four, and Aaron knows this story for sure. Um, I, saw I was with you. You might have been, okay, might been with me. Okay, so so it's Star Trek Four, and that's the one where they go back in time, right? With the, yeah, whales, the whales and everything?
2: Oh, that's yeah. San Francisco?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> we went on the second night, okay? that It opened on a Friday. We, I think we went on a Saturday. Smart move. And so, we're sitting there, and then that that time travel bit comes on, and it is it is a little bit weird, only because like it's a special effect that's trying to represent them going back in time, right?
0: It's the, like the statue faces.
1: Yeah, statue faces, and it's like this kind of uh, rudimentary T-1000 effect, right? And they're still developing that shit. Right, right. And it's it's certainly like, how old was I when I saw that? 15, 16, or whatever? Yeah. I'm like, I can figure out what they're, they're trying to represent them going back in time. I get it. From behind me, I hear this guy in the, in the voice you would expect it to be he kind of leans over. And again, with that, that fake whisper where he's not whispering, he goes, he goes, leans to his friend. and goes, yeah, they did this last night too. I, I didn't get it then either. <laughs> The nerd who had two nights in a row and then has to tell his friend that he, he saw it the night before. Like, what, are they going to edit it out because you already saw it and didn't understand it? If yeah, the comment cards came in. Like, what? <laughs> Fucking- I think that
0: he, my take on that, Damon, is that he was so nerded. He was in like a nerd fugue state. That when, he, <laughs> yeah. when he was trying to tell his friend, he was trying to tell his friend, I re- when I saw this last night, I was all, huh? Is yeah. what he wanted to say. Yeah. And he just tripped over his fucking <laughs> pencil pusher. <cushion laughs> <to try to laughs> nerd fugue state. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. What, what if
2: the guy said that as an excuse to you? Like you lean back like, what the hell? And he goes, he's in a nerd fugue state.
0: Yeah, you just gotta <laughs> sorry, let him go. dog. He's, he's, yeah.
1: That's his <laughs> version of a, of a cough, though. Because it's like, you could have just held that till the end and <laughs> <laughs> talked about it later with your nerd buddy. You had to say it right, right. then. Out loud. So everyone around <laughs> you could hear it, too. Yeah. And by the way, get your thoughts together, dick you can't you can't even speak right. you had twenty four hours to process it, you know <laughs> uh, and then my, I was just thinking of other annoying things at theaters, and this isn't a very long one. It's just it's like the too long hand washing guy, oh, yeah, I mean, this guy's got his sleeves rolled up. He's he's got suds up to his elbows, prepping for surgery. Yeah, exactly. He's he's there for like 14 minutes, and you know, like you know, we're not in a drought or anything, dude. Don't worry about it. Like, save some of that that H2 over the rest of us, you son of a bitch. You're standing
0: behind him, like I got BJ Honeycutt over here. <laughs>
3: what
0: the
1: fuck? Yeah, this is the Evil. same guy who's like, when you're in a movie theater, you just expect to be, you know, touching you know, contagions and shit everywhere you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. He puts his hand on the armrest, but also reaches into his popcorn. But when he goes to the bathroom, he has to, you know, he has to get ready to perform Maybe brain show shell of it, yeah. It's yeah.
0: true. Anytime he touches that fucking, that hot butter, it's fucking, you've got the Andromeda strain all over that. He's not doing about anything about that. He's not no. upset.
1: Yeah, Right. So, uh, do you you guys want to keep going around, or or uh, you got anything? anything else, George? I don't have I got anything nothing else. that can no, those. <laughs> those are all great, George and the Capizios.
0: I took a long wine. time with
2: money.
1: <laughs> I got one more then.
2: <laughs> okay, lay it on me.
1: It's the guy. Now, this probably happens more at a at a concert or or sporting event, just because people got got some booze in them. Generally, you know, some theaters do have booze these days, but you're not you're not going to find a ton of drunk people there. It's usually the guy who's, you know, coming up after the, the fifth inning and he's, you know, getting his fifth beer. The people who act surprised at the price of things.
2: well, <laughs> oh, right.
1: You know, like right. $18 for a beer. Could have got a whole 12-pack at the 7 You know, he's kind of looking around to see who's going to agree with him. Unless you just woke up from a 30-year coma, came straight from Cedar sinai to Dodger Stadium. Like, how do you not know that shit's expensive at a, at a sporting event? You know?
2: Yeah, I, I, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. You can almost
1: say, you can imagine somebody goes like,
0: like, "Good Lord!" Or they, you know, if you've got to say something, like, first of all, keep it to yourself. Don't put a spotlight on your fucking problems that you you aren't present in the world. Like you say, like, what have you been doing? Yeah. The, the, by the way, the kid behind the counter doesn't set the prices. For real, for real, yeah. and and like it's a nightmare for him to have to do this again.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because it's you're the you're the seventy fifth guy that night who said something about the price of the pretzel or the beer or whatever. Sir,
2: do you want a large beer or not? There's a big line behind you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, you know, I don't want to get into your whole financial situation.
2: Small beers are half the. They're eight dollars. Do you want a small
0: beer? Is it cool if we don't talk about your IRA?
1: <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's I don't know. What do you guys think? It's a good are, time. Any more? Any more anecdotes for you? You got. <laughs> I, I probably don't. have 70 more, but we can, I we can move on.
0: I'm going to be laughing about the strawberry wine incident for the rest of my life. <laughs> All set to the fucking journey. Like, somebody please do a horrible fucking animation job of that story. Please. I'm begging you. Over George's story, somebody please. Sketches. That flip book. That's fine. Flip, please, flip please, somebody book. do it. Oh, God. <laughs> so funny. <Somebody. laughs>
1: well, when I woke up this morning, I wanted to hear stories of, of a young... You know, capizzioted George, <laughs> going to ending up at a brawl at, at, 81. A, at a Journey concert.
2: Eighty one, baby. Nineteen eighty
1: one Journey yeah. concert. Yeah, to the tune of uh, "Separate Ways."
2: <laughs> I don't think that was out yet. <laughs> that was the next record. Great,
1: George got me on a technicality. Thanks. <laughs> but you know what? When I woke up with that thought, I was wondering if there's some sort of going to be some sort of conclusion to that. And guess what? You got your answer.
2: <laughs> I have
0: my answer. I have my answer.
1: Did the family bring Michael Caine with them to the concert as well? <laughs> they did not. Dude, by the way, the guy that you hate, who
0: st- who complains about the price of fucking beer. That's the strawberry wine guy. So he fucking he had it up to here. And so he decided I'm going to strap fucking hooch to me and go to the big show, because I'm so angry about beer prices in 1981. Did
1: he strap it in under his shirt and then like just whip it out once he got to his seat? Because I don't you know. You've never been able to bring your own booze to shows, have you?
2: I know those Boda bag things were huge in the 70s and 80s, like oh. bringing those to concerts like that. I don't know how you. I n- I never had one. Or I guess
0: I don't know what that is. You say that like I should know what it is. What What is that? Is that like a stadium pal? Where you no, it's strap like a, 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 it's a boat bag. Of bags,
2: like I think a sheep's bladder. That's kind of like a not like a thermos, but like a um, you know, a like flexible like, thermos. Yeah, like it, but it, but it's like made of. Um, it's very much a stoner thing. It's it's made of like um, it looks like animal
1: skin or Gross. you know something fuzzy. In movies, yeah. when someone's in the desert, they they always run out of water. And they're, and they're tipping it back, right? One right, but it's, not, it's but it's mad. not
2: a can like that. It's not like a metal can like a... No, know, not
1: a can, like but can. like a... Yeah, yeah like they're a just going kind to of sque- squeeze the last yeah, out of the bag. exactly. Right, yeah. right. And it's a, it was
2: a big thing in the 70s to have a Boda bag. That's what that's called, yes. Boda bag.
1: Yeah. I can't like believe you guys
2: don't exactly know that. I guess I'm old
1: no, I, I, I think I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, and they and this guy had one, and it was a very common thing. You know, I mean, it's the same thing as, like, <laughs> I, I, at that show, I'm sure, too. Like, as soon as the lights go out, that was still the time where, where people passed joints. That was still just oh, part yeah. of that era where and somehow people out in their shoe, I don't know, got, you know. This
0: dude could have used a fucking J instead.
2: I think he had that, too, because it just smelled like, you know, that's what the form right. smells like at any show like that during that time.
0: And this fucking cunt drinking strawberry wine, like, he probably had a mean headache. Might have just
2: been a regular wine. I'm just saying strawberry wine because that was generally what was inside of a poda bag. <laughs>
0: Why is it even wine? I don't know. I don't that either this guy out, fucking weirdo. Have
2: to research <laughs> Poda bags here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sir, if you're out there, give us a call. Give us a call. What's we your got wide on, open phones for Bodabag, man. What's your take on this?
1: <laughs> you know what? I just had a thought. I think the strawberry wine Bodabag guy was also the guy I saw driving down the freeway with the Journey license plate frame. That <laughs> might have yeah. beginning Wherein our, later, yeah. our, our name comes from the number one <laughs> rockers forever.
2: Yeah. He has a van now. He's
0: older. You know, yeah. but he's still. <laughs> And he tells everybody that he kicked the whole Rose ass. He leaves out out the shoe thing and how a little kid had to get slapped because of him.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. My friend Dunmore said, uh, when he writes his movie reviews, he was talking about, I don't remember what he was referring to, but something really annoyed him or frustrated him in, in a movie. Was it the director or something? I don't know. He said, I wanted to s- slap him with my shoe until we were both crying. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, I had my fun, but you know what time it is now.
3: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. I'm going to grab my Boda bag of strawberry wine and head down <laughs> to a little place that we call... Torture chamber. Okay. I'm not going
3: to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Anger. Pain. Torture.
1: Now, I am unprepared today because I don't remember. So last episode was our pal Aaron Shows, my man Shows. Right. And that's a diff- whole different universe. That's a whole different parallel yeah, I universe. Went last. So, Before then,
0: it was me in the torture chamber.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, and that would have made and, sense. And it
0: was. Uh, I think I went and first. The songs. With... Yeah, you went first in that situation, Damon. So that means that George would go first now.
1: Okay. Does I that sound is, good whatever. to you, Foxy George? Sounds fine Sounds fine to me, Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds Foxy fun. <laughs> All right, so George, would want to set us up here. You know, it,
2: this requires almost no setup at all. You will know it right away. It's creepy. It's 1972, and um, yeah, just I have some facts for you and some connections to the Get Mo Bros, which I was oh. I was pleased to find out about the background of this song. But um, you'll know it right away, and it's uh, it's fucking weird.
1: Six degrees of Getmos.
2: Six degrees of Getmos. <laughs> so uh, just let it roll.
1: All right, here we go. 1972. You said, uh huh. Hmm. <laughs> <a> debented children's <laughs> music. Right? You know are like are you
0: hearing the Are you hearing the weird horn thing that's not changing notes? It's just going dot da da da
1: well, I'm seeing it and I didn't know the singer and I also didn't know it was the name of the song, but the that little, that little demented choir of, of kids like from a horror movie is very familiar to me. Yeah. Yes. Jesus. Aaron, you know this? No. Okay. Oh, all
2: right. This is Playground In My Mind and it's yeah, by it Clint is. Holmes. And I think when you hear the, the chorus, I think, I think you'll know it. Playground In My Mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. So let, let it roll. So world gets me down And there's no love to be
3: found I close my eyes and soon I find I'm in a playground in my mind
1: Yeah, that's creepy. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we I know where this is going, too. Oh, man. There's a, it's a lyric video, so here we go. Gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Close your eyes and picture being in a playground.
3: <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs>
1: I want to believe whoever wrote this or Clint or whoever it was ha- had good intentions, but it's just, it's not, it's not working.
2: He did I not I have a story for you. <laughs> yeah. are you good intentions, not those kind of bad
1: intentions, but anyways. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Here we go. Where the children laugh and the children, And we go to the changing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> this will be our secret thing, okay?
2: <laughs> Don't tell anybody.
1: <laughs> oh man, this this is so fucking weird. And then all right, sorry. Here we Can't go. go.
2: Mhm. <laughs>
0: Of, no, the we are as we've said before to the world, especially our friends in Chile, that we are childless. As 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 a as a Gitmo bros, we are the the barren
1: rockers forever. <laughs> we,
0: we're barren, <laughs> the least children allowed. So we and so we are we have our own view of things, but we also love kids. So uh, you know, but but here's something. I'll bet you that even parents who are uh, adore their kids are fucking not psyched to go hear them sing at a particular at certain ages where like nothing good's happening. It's a bunch of people singing the same note if you're lucky. Uh every like ha- the first the first row has a cold. Everyone's falling <laughs> apart. <Dude. laughs> no, the kids don't want to be there. Fucking nobody wants to be there. And so all I think of when I hear that kind of singing there, what's happening there right now with him is that it's like a bunch of snotty, fucking, <laughs> uninteresting someone else's kid situations. You know what um, I mean? So it's not yours. Yeah, you're,
1: you're hearing the kid yeah. in the background, right, Aaron?
0: Oh yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah.
2: referring to. It's just oh, one just, kid. Just one kid, by the way. I mean, Michael. there might be more, but this is no. It's
1: actually Philip.
2: <laughs> it's the kid.
1: <laughs> well, he says my name is Michael. I've got a nickel. I know, but the actual singer, the actual kid singer's name is Philip. <laughs> Is it a famous Philip? Like, why would we know this? Phil Collins? I'm gonna tell, Collins?
2: You the, I'm a, no, I'm tell you the story now, but let's let's finish the chorus. <laughs> oh, let's No finish way! The, and you guys don't know this, huh?
1: No. Okay,
2: no. this was a huge song. Like, I know this whole song, and this was a huge song in 1972. This went. To That's number, your problem. Went, I know. I was <laughs> I mean, only one, dude. I was, you know, I, it was. Uh, yeah, you guys, I guess, were too, too young. I was out at the club. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I was out. I was out at the club. That's I was not, I was not at a club yet. But yeah, this song was. This song was number two. Um. And um, the I'll only thing that kept was. it out of number one was um, Paul McCartney's "My Love." <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And I and one thing that fascinated about that fascinates me about the seventies in general, and I guess into the eighties somewhat, is that songs like this could exist next to Paul McCartney, who's the <laughs> who's like arg, not arguably is the oldest living legend, rock legend ever, and right. he was battling this.
0: During this time, <laughs> right. and only
2: during the 70s, did like shit the, like that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, this weirdo would be like, oh, we're peers, he and I.
2: Yeah. It, yeah." And no. it's so, so, uh, play no. a little more because it gets creepier, and then I'm gonna tell you the story about the writers and stuff, and I think you'll, and like Phil. It.
1: Yeah, and Phil, yes. The battle between McCartney and Clint Holmes was a, was a worse kerfuffle <laughs> than George at the Journey concert. Take that!
0: And that. George is so mad he got into a fight with somebody who came with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but wait did we did we solve the philip riddle like what does that mean that's philip like why would you know that is there something significant about that kid not being named michael I Think he's going to named... tell us about phil i'm going to tell you about. i want to hear the rest of the course okay got he it.
0: just wanted to tell us that he knew the person's name and that yes. there's something to say about him. okay
1: yes. got it yeah 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 the candy part we this is this is this is wrong this is just oh, completely oh, wrong it gets worse my friend jesus all right so that's what i'm gonna do
2: okay yeah and so everybody knew that when we were kids we ran around singing that chorus i can sing the whole thing and i know it just from being alive and yeah. everyone did so anyway the um the writers are named paul vance and leo pot <laughs> <laughs> And 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 paul vance um and they wrote a lot of songs, like a lot for, you know, legit art- artists like Johnny Mathis and Paul Anka and whatever. But they're two big songs. The first one is um Itsy Bitsy, Teeny Weeny, Yellow Polka Dot, Bikini, mm. which which I guess... Assholes. He's yeah. got a thing about, I guess Paul has a thing about his kids, which I don't think he means anything sinister by it. But so his... Litsy bitty Teeny Winnie Yellow Polka Dot Bikini was because his daughter was, you know, uh, insecure about wearing a bikini. And that's why he wrote that song.
1: No, just try it on. Just no, just try t- it on. Just, you look good.
0: Just come on and try this on. Would you? <laughs> You're growing up so fast. Is... <laughs>
1: Let me give you some butterfly kisses before you go to the beach. <laughs> that's what oh, I was God kind her. of thinking. No! I was going to tell you guys this is kind of a butterfly kisses situation. <laughs>
2: um, <and> they. <laughs> Yeah, and they wrote so they it. wrote him so him the two of these guys. And by the way, um, Leo was an auto salvage guy. Should have stayed there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and and and, and Pacris, Lee Pocrus was a uh, was an actual composer. And they met Pacris? somehow and started writing all these kind of kind kind of novelty songs like that. But that's that was their big hit was that yellow Puck. Yellow. Puck I bet you those
0: guys uh, met at a lunch session at the Seventh Vale or something. Just sitting there <laughs> sitting there with some like cauliflower and some dip and newspapers on their laps. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo sketchers.
1: But wait, you guys! Is, wasn't that the name of the mansion? Was it the Was it the uh, Run Joey Run episode? Like, it was oh, the Itsy Bitsy yep. Mansion?
2: You, yeah, you fucking, you got it. That was my next thing. That was oh, my sorry, connection. George. It's Shit, okay. it's okay.
1: I it's thought you re- forgot nope. because I was. I don't remember all the details either. Oh right, well, we were making so, fun of the
0: Itsy Bitsy Mansion and that he was that his son had parties there. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: and so that's the thing. Is so
2: then. Um, and so, and so, Clint Holmes, who actually was, this was his only hit, but he's sort of a, like a brother with an afro, kind of looks like Johnny Mathis. And, you know, you, you, the guy singing the verses has a pretty good voice.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and he went on to kind of have a career in Vegas and stuff and kind of regrets all this because really all Paul Vance wanted to do was, was have him duet with his son. He needed someone to duet with his son and sing this song because the chorus is what it's all about. And so it's just to get his kid on record singing this song. And we needed to hear that kid sing. Yeah, we need to hear it yeah, again. And Itsy Bitsy was about the daughter. And then later on, he Jesus wrote Christ. with another guy, I forget the guy's name, he co wrote um, Run Joey Run for our old friend David Geddes. Dave, yep. Yep. And that went, of course, to, that went top five in 1975. And um, guess who provided the female vocals
1: on that track? On Run Joey Run? Yep. Oh, daughter. I,
2: the daughter. The daughter, whose name is Paula.
1: <laughs> now, why wasn't that in my Georgian? Is I'm his stunning research. I'm I'm gobsmacked over <laughs> here. Stunning,
2: stunning research. He's so deep. When I saw that, I'm like, I'm doing. I had some other choices, but I saw that. I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Wow. Run Joey
0: Run and it's, it's a w-
2: it's a through Woodward, line. Bernstein
0: from- and Burns. It's e- <laughs> <laughs> Capizios for everyone in the newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> capizios for everyone.
1: All the president's men and George.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all the president's men and George too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> everyone Foxy gets capizios. Um so the foxy is of all shoes. And so anyway, I was, I love that, that, I love the through lines of that, that it, all three of these things were about his kids, was his kids the were egomaniac. somehow or something. But he made, I mean, they made, they wrote all kinds of songs, made, you know, made plenty of dough on these kids' yeah. songs there. And they're all kind of, you know, um, they're all kind of, I didn't listen to the other ones like the Perry Como songs and some of the other ones, but they're all vaguely, Seems like uh, you know novelty kind of things like this, and this gets creepier. So
1: uh, please, um... it's the it's the low hanging fruit, like kind of like lazy take on this to go. Oh, this sounds like it could be a pedophile uh, theme song. It's more like this is so fucking stupid. Why would you even bother putting it out? You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and then you go to the next level, which is why like what we say all the time is the '70s people were the fucking worst. You know, music consumers on the history of the world buying this shit—they
0: love it. And and it went to number this. two.
1: Yeah, <laughs> jeez, and 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 as we always say, there weren't enough kids. With money to, to mix it up with McCartney on the charge. a lot of adults bought this. Oh
2: no, yeah, this was. A, I think Fuck. it appe- it appealed to kids because I when I heard this on the on you know, the radio the other day, and I'm like, oh yeah, this fucking thing. This was creepy because <laughs> you heard now, it on the radio. <laughs> well, you know, on the ra- you know, on the Spotify, whatever you call it, you know, the <laughs> oh, <okay. From>
1: Mighty <laughs> Six Nine. I heard
2: it on KLOS. Love
1: songs <laughs> on the coast. No. The Serious XM Jeffrey Epstein channel. <laughs> and and go- <laughs> really is good.
0: We're going to hear good love and gone bad. And then.
1: <laughs> go away, little girl. Come on up.
0: <laughs> so let's hear some more
2: because it's short, which it's, it's that's good. Yeah. And, um, and the second part, they do a variation on the oh, My Name is Michael, I've Got a Nickel. That's really going to make you go, oh, uh oh. <sighs> so let's hear that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I find
0: in the playground in my mind in a world that it used to be Alright, can hold on a second, hold on a second. <laughs> I wanna get the I wanna get the, the theme clear here. So is he like could it be that this man here's 72, right? So could this man be in Nam? And he's like, just, he's trying to go to a happy place to get away from something fucking God awful. And he's going to a safe place, going to a quote unquote playground in his mind to escape some other horrible reality. Or is he saying, I live in Pacoima and everything's fine. I dodged the draft. (laughs) Now I really want to go. I I can't wait to get to a playground. Is, Is he, is he literal, literal, literal?
2: From what I know of these fellas, Paul Vance, no, that is not what's going
0: on. It's nothing heavy at all. It's nothing heavy at all. It's just literal no,
2: It's just a, it's just I think that I think the the verses are just to get his kid into the into the song. So he It's sing. just so
0: weird though to phrase it like that in my mind. Why why is he singing like that's kinda of poetic? Yeah. You know? So like what? why the poetry if we're just talking about going to the fucking playground and having candy and shit? <laughs> and someone else recorded this the year before and it didn't go anywhere, so <laughs> Until he got the magic touch of this fucking dopey Phil kid. So.
2: Of Phil, yeah, and, and his <laughs> son's name is Phil. It's not. It's not.
0: All right, George, you love Phil.
1: <laughs>
0: my I, name I think that is I, Philip. My dad. <laughs> I, I want to imagine that there's something more interesting going on. Like this is a.
1: What's his name? Paul Vance.
0: Paul Vance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: It must. It must be Paul Vance's birthday because Aaron just gave him a gift. That's right. That's. There's no way that any of that stuff you just said is true. This is just. <laughs> this is, this is a stupid fucking it's just song. Weir-
0: it's just weird to me that somebody would have this weird, poety way of saying it. You know, he's so he's dreaming about that. Makes it even grosser. So if it's not if he's not dreaming about getting out of a fucking rice paddy where he's getting mowed down with his chums he's dreaming about, he's with a kid and he's dreaming about going with another kid to a fucking playground.
2: They did a lot of work, like kids' work too. Like later on, the other guy whose name's Lee Potchkiss, he he wrote a, like Sesame Street and, you know, stuff for, you know, Kermit and Count, Count you know, Count Dracula, wherever that guy's name is. There are in Bert and Ernie and they write kind of, they definitely have a part of their career where they write kids' songs or at least Leo did. So, I don't know about the, I I, I appreciate your interpretation, Aaron, that, that there's some, There's. There's. you're reaching for some better meaning in this song, but I don't think there is any. What's his name? Are you saying Leo Carpazzi? Leo Carpazzi. No, it's, it's Paul Vance and Lee Potchris.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> Leo it's Leo Pot- Carpazzi
2: is, maybe it's Pot- is the guy Chris? who
0: did like... Uh- didn't he do that fucking monster mash or some shit? Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> the how guy that smells like that. cocktail onions. <laughs> 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 oh my god! The song.
2: All right, well, hear hear a little more. Let's hear a little All more because right. the second the second chorus because I'd forgotten this part that they I thought it was just my name's Michael I got a nickel was the chorus but the second one they go a really weird place with it. But you're like, uh oh, what just happened? So let's hear it.
1: Okay, I'm just grateful they didn't go with the original title, which was "Playground in My Pants." <laughs> yeah thank you it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> sing as well good. it doesn't <laughs> sing so
0: good
1: no. <laughs> i got a button all right <laughs> all right here we go rise and follow me where the
3: children laugh and the children play and we sing a song
0: Did you hear that? It's fucking disgusting.
2: My girlfriend, it's also- my girlfriend is Cindy. And we're going to have a baby too? Uh-huh. We're going to have a baby or two.
0: <laughs> what the hell's going on in this playground?
2: <laughs> you know, it's a good jump from the candy to having babies. You're nine right. years old, of course. Jesus what would you... Christ. <laughs> Listen to the rest. Go yeah. roll it. All right. We're going
3: to let them visit their grandma. That's what we're do. <laughs> What?
1: We're going to be grandmas. We're going yeah, to yeah. let them visit their grandma, which is oh. this kid's mom.
0: Yes. So <laughs> I guess. Yes.
1: so, so <laughs> I thought they were going to be My girlfriend is Cindy.
2: We're going to have us a couple of babies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you should we're going to visit be their grandma. That's what we're going to oh. do. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, right, by the way, nobody. When I was a kid, nobody sang this part of it. They just sang, <laughs> "My name is Michael. I got a nickel." Nobody sang <laughs> right. no, the other part about the grandma Under and protests. the bab- and the babies, <laughs> because even as a child, you're like, "Huh, this part? I don't want to have a baby yet. I don't like." <laughs> he <laughs> didn't identify with it. It's such a weird jump to go from that to you know. And when when I read about it on the internet and they people talked about it, they everyone emphasized like why go from this guy this kid that wants candy is the playground that makes sense and now he's having babies and has a girlfriend is he still in his mind on the playground or is he an adult now or what yeah, the no, fuck I, is I, going I go on back here to
0: the mind thing like is the singer is the man when he dreams of the playground in his mind is he become philip does he become the kid so is, michael's is, if, if the, the, the character is him, who's michael my name's well, Michael. It's I got a kid. nickel.
2: He's the guy. He's the uh, kid. The real kid's name's.
0: Right. Bill. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. But the old man. <laughs> yeah. When he when he's saying in my mind, I'm going there. Does is he imagining himself as a kid? And that's the kid. Is that what they're trying to show us? It could here? be. We there's a whole there's a whole pot about this. I don't know. You know. So that, like, truly he's not – he probably doesn't think – I'm just trying to find a way of, like, how they get away with not having it seem like a dude in in a raincoat is lurking at the at the school. <laughs> right. you know? The answer to that so is 1972. Is he saying, <laughs> well, I, I guess that's true. But, like, he could just be saying that, like, in my mind I'm going there. I'm
1: not really there because that would be weird. <laughs> Well, he, here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this an era when, like, wasn't there a song called Windmills in My Mind or Of My Mind or, my mind or something? Yeah, yeah. And then there was, in my mind, I'm going to Carolina, James right. Taylor. Carolina. Right. There's a lot of these
2: there in my mind to, to, kind of, yeah. like,
1: things. Mm-hmm. This this one took a creepy turn, but maybe he was just trying to go for that vibe that everybody was doing at the time, you know? I think that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting around when when I, when I, when I, I
0: yeah. find it, it bumps me that he's being poetic. And so I feel like... It doesn't matter what he means because it sounds like fucking trash, but I think what he means might be what I am getting to there and not saying well, but like, I think that maybe that's what he's trying to do, but it's fucking dirt, dude. It's dumb.
1: <laughs> I actually have a weird, I mean, if Aaron's going to imagine this guy being a nom, I'm going to, I'm going to take, let's, let's run this one down the road. Okay. Okay. If Paul Vance needs to get all his family involved, mm-hmm. you know, his kid, yeah. his kids and everything. Yeah. If Michael is, you know, played by Philip, whether it's the character or the singer, the kid himself, Philip, who is, who would be that kid's mom? It would be Paul's wife. Correct. She'd be the grandma, right? So maybe he's bringing in his own wife into the song as well. (laughs) Good interpretation. Right? (laughs) And there's no
0: indication that he truly has a wife. Like he's just, you know what I mean? Like he's just.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Who knows with this guy? No, I think the real songwriter was the real songwriter was trying to bring his old family in. Hey, it's oh, like I call gosh. you grandma because you would be because it's Philip singing and you're his mom. <laughs> I feel good, honey.
0: You <laughs> fucking weirdo.
1: Yeah, she just pats him on the head. I'm sitting in
2: my car outside a playground. I've been a- drinking a little
0: bit. I'm going to go to the batting cages. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you some warm milk and put you to bed. <laughs> you've got too much sun. I think you've done enough writing tonight.
2: Here's something I just noticed that will tell you a little bit about these guys. They also, Vance and Potch Chris also wrote uh, Leader of the Laundromat in 1964, which was, a, which was a spoof of the then popular Leader of the Pack by the Shangri-Las.
0: <laughs> these fucking assholes, dude. They're hilarious, too. Their songs are so stupid they wouldn't even sing them at camp.
2: And guess what? That that, that record was released <laughs> under what band name? See if you can guess. It's about a laundromat.
1: So um, they were called Susie and the Suds. Close. The <laughs> detergents. <laughs> Jesus.
2: It makes me want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> and then throw you in a garbage can.
1: <laughs> Roll you down the aisle. Haya! <laughs> <Hi-ya! laughs> <laughs> this is this is angering me all right oh god yeah it's the musical interlude according to the lyrics on this youtube video yes
2: it's not long it's not long
1: this is the montage of him (laughs) Approaching the kid with candy, kind of leading into the a split van. screen
0: because he's doing what he's saying, but the other, uh, the others on uh, the other side of the split screen is the, it's him pulling a full Willem Dafoe from the, and a platoon <laughs> just getting blasted. This <laughs> is going off to this other place in his mind. I think you should make a whole video interpretation of this, <laughs>
2: there and just get really dark with it. <laughs> He's getting tortured inside of a fucking Vietnamese <laughs> camp. <laughs> He's in a tiger cage and just trying to get right. out of his mind, Jesus you know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fuck.
0: <sighs> I think the directive on that fucking horn, horn whistle was play like a
1: child. Yeah. Well, I've got my two kids in it. I got my wife. Here, let's get Fido to, to play the xylophone. <laughs> So now we're in a whole different like bridge or something? Well no, I think I think they just take it out now. How much how much is left like 30 seconds? No, he's I've seen different lyrics. Living in a world that I left behind and stuff.
2: Well, I think he anyway, I think he just he's sort of vamps out while the background Oh, vamps
1: just, over the, My know, name uh, is Veronica. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: Living in a
3: world that I left behind.
0: Topped up on strawberry wine. <laughs> it's not making any sense.
2: I really can't believe that, that, that this hasn't been used for a terribly violent scene in a, in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Seems just no, right sure for it, doesn't it. it?
0: Counterpoint.
2: <laughs> Counterpoint.
0: It's really, really disturbing. See happy
3: in the playground
1: my mind. All right, it's going to fade out there, right? With la yeah. la la. Yes, it is. Okay. He's, yeah, he's like the ped Piper.
2: <laughs> good night, Dash everybody. One. That's the end of the yeah. podcast. That was, that was great.
0: Call the punstress, dude. <laughs> there's a new. There's a pun king in town. So you're fired, Ugh. my friend. <laughs> da-
2: Damon, I think when you do that joke, that's uh, you have to just emphatic. There's an emphatic. Thank you. After it. thank you,
1: it's an emphatic. <laughs> you
2: do. You just you just hit it out of the fucking park. It's I the, said thank you. I said thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy all right clint holmes and bert vance and everybody can go fuck themselves
0: all <laughs> too, so many Leo people involved the whole, whole
1: family the, the Potskis, grandma phil yeah phil joanne what's the, the daughter da- the
2: daughter's paula paula from uh from run joey run with david right. gettis <laughs> jesus all right well thanks
1: but no thanks george
2: yeah, I uh, was, it, was a pleasant surprise. I thought you guys would know what this was and right no. away, but what...
1: it's certainly been you know, it's been you know etched into the playground in my mind for sure. I mean, you you can't forget that melody, but it's it's I've never sat down and listened to it, what it's about and everything. It's it's really bizarre. It's really very bizarre. Yeah, I
0: would have remembered hearing that uh, at some point. It would have been on like you know the audio portion of a, of a, of a poster at the post office, you know, look out for this guy.
2: (laughs) Public service announcement. (laughs)
1: You're at playgrounds. Don't take candy. My
2: name is Michael.
1: I've got, (laughs) Uh, and and that's the type of song that like, you know, the, the Muppets covered like tons of songs of contemporary hit songs, you know? Yeah. and, I never heard any, like, Sesame Street or anyone cover that song. I think they must have known how creepy it was, you know? He worked. Yeah.
2: The, the one guy worked for the Sesame Street after, like, in the
0: 80s.
1: Oh, boy. He
2: wrote a bunch of stuff for the, like I said, oh. for, for you know, Miss Piggy and whatever and, you know, all that.
0: Because it's not, it's, because, I mean, forget about the fact that, like, assume that the guys, it's all above board and there's no, it's just not cool to hang out with
1: kids like that. <laughs> yeah, right. And sing, mean? like, songs about them and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's not cool.
2: Don't do that. Yeah. Do you have a number two hit song? I don't.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you know. I... Our name is Gitmo. <laughs>
0: Are you living off
1: your
2: royalties in Boca Raton? No, you're not.
1: <laughs> at the Itty Bitsy Ranch.
2: Itty Bitty Mansion. Oh, at damn, the Itsy Bitsy Mansion.
1: At the, the Run the Jilly Run
2: boat launch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. There you go. Well, thank you, George, for that. And sure. uh, let's Glad move can on. Help. Glad I could help. Because I need to go shower after that, so let's get to Aaron's torture. Aaron, do you have anything for us?
0: Yeah, this is a musical uh silkwood shower uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna blast you in a painful way uh this is from uh I'll just tell you it's from nineteen ninety nine and uh this is one of the culprits. Let me put it that way, and then we'll we'll expand on that Let's
1: just play it all, all right. right. here we go, oh Jesus. <laughs> This, this this song is sort of diabolical because that's a nice guitar part. Yeah, I guess. And sure? it starts, yeah. and then it, it just turns. Uh, do you know what this is, George?
2: I don't. It sounds like every song from that period of time. <laughs> exactly. You'll know it in a
0: second.
1: All right, here we go. I hate that fucking riff so much.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: yeah.
0: god. I was less, I was laughing my ass off thinking about Damon's consternation at <laughs> just hearing this.
1: Just every part just like shh, fucking part. Isn't you, that start part. C-
2: you start coughing during the quiet
1: parts Stupid and really set it off. <laughs> is this you said this is ninety-nine? Yeah. Yeah, so like we'd we'd already sort of blasted through all the grunge crap that I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, and things only got worse unfortunately. It was waning it was waning. You thought okay, well that era is over, like those right. guys are just dropping off. <laughs> 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 Dying or whatever. And then suddenly th- these guys come on. and there's a market for it. There's a- there's a market for this. These guys had 7 billion hits, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of them. Who is a this? What is this? this? This is Creed, Creed. Higher. Oh, Higher. this is I knew this was right. Yeah. This right? is the big That's...
0: single off the second record. That fucking um, guy. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to be said about this. So, this is Higher is a song by the American rock band Creed. It was released August 31st, 1999. And uh, it was off their second studio album, like I say, called Human Clay. A, uh, yeah. And they're Jesus vaguely referenced. Christian
2: or something, right? Not
0: vaguely. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> Vaguely <laughs> Jr. Uh, Isn't yeah, this song- guy's name Phil, the singer? No, Scott Stapp. Scott. Okay. <laughs> I know you're in love with Phil. I now pronounce you man and Phil, George Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scott Stapp is his name. Yeah, He's the guy. Right. He, he, he yeah. sort of looks like a Phil though. i yeah, give you right. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i give you that. Um. And the sales were fucking enormous. Yeah. So the first record was, uh, uh first record sold 6 million in the U.S. alone. Uh, And this record sold 11 million in the U.S. alone. Right. So, with arms
2: wide open, right? That was yeah. Third.
0: Yeah. That's one of them. One of the many, many hits on this record. And, so when when we're listening to this, let's think about it in these terms. As with Smash Mouth, which came out the same year, this song lowered the bar even, even fucking deeper into a crevasse and <laughs> dumbed the fuck out of America, like just fucking full stop. So we are still in the ditch dug by this song and fucking Smash Mouth. Like, yes. for real, this is the cut that was playing in the head of those cunts on January 6th. I'm telling you that. <laughs> I'm telling you that because I know it to be true. Because you can see through their fucking brains. Yeah. I'm telling you that, that it was this song. <laughs>
2: this is our Vietnam. We're still paying for I'm telling this. you. I'm our telling social you. security is gone because of this song. <laughs> it's eating it up.
0: So let's play some more. Then I got some more to say about the writing of it. So let's get into it.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah the engineer or someone can't cl- click the talk back button and go uh scott you want to try that line again you want to clean it up are you yeah. gargling they all sound like <laughs> goats during this period of time was a goat singer he sounds yeah. like a goat scott when you're when, when you're done warming up let's take it let's do a, a take what do you think oh that was the take
0: a lot of vocal booths come with like a play, a tray full of Coke, but his comes with a tray full of oysters and one got caught in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, and go. Whoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I'm just picturing Aaron coming into the vocal booth incensed and escorting Scott into a garbage can. <laughs> Oops, and Scott, come here. I got a note for you. Right in the belly, then right in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. time again.
2: It's all right. I fight to asleep. Because I don't want to leave the comfort
1: of this place. See you come, I, Damon. I I wish I could understand one word he was saying. By,
2: by the way, what is that that, that guitar part, that progression? Because that's the progression in every one of these songs. <laughs> yeah. Is it E? Yeah. to what is that? Musicians in the in the room.
0: It's is a, that? It was a it's a drop D tuning, so it's 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 a it's an easy pick in a D minor.
2: <laughs> it's all the same fucking. Uh.
0: It's so fucking. It's like brutal. hair metal
2: gone wrong. It's just you know when everything sounded the same towards the end. This is what that is.
0: It's <laughs> oh, fucking terrible. I'm sending you guys the lyrics just so you can you know have them oh. for keeps. Um, but yeah, let's play a little bit more.
1: Here comes a, a part that I know Damon's going to love. Okay. I'm just looking at these lyrics so I can enjoy them more.
2: <laughs> Cause there's a home- Yes. <laughs> Do it. Yes. Do it. Yes. I remember this part now.
1: A lot of escape talk today. Journey <laughs> escape. This guy's escaping. Damon,
0: you love me. Uh and if I was in this band and I played you this and you've always been supportive, even when we weren't playing together, if I played you this and said this was me. You'd never stop. You would take off your hirachi and beat me
1: to death with it. Yeah. John Dunmore I'd, style. I would beat you with my shoe until we were both crying. <laughs> and then I'd put you upside down in a trash can.
0: And I would have been I would have deserved it. And at the bottom of the, at the bottom
2: of that trash can that, that Aaron is in, it there's a there's a cassette of this song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Looking at the lyrics, ooh, nice. <laughs> so, so like, there's a there. I get for most of their career, their first record came out three years before this, and so they got a lot of flack for uh, a sort of a Pearl Jam style thing. But that's that's kind of weak. It's just everyone with a baritone delivery got that.
3: Yeah,
0: um, Scott Weiland got that, uh, of course. Although, like, they couldn't be more different. But nevertheless, they got that, and it's just there's so many other valid points of criticism to make about fucking Creed that that one's a dummy uh, version of it, I think. They're just fucking insipid. And uh, (laughs) these are another one of the bands, like we talked about, or that I was yelling about with Smash Mouth, that the guy has a fucking zero voice. And so that means that it's very easy for people like Jimmy in marketing can sing it when he's hammered on karaoke, which means, which will translate to sales it just will especially at this time because it makes people happy like and so like they cracked a code that i'm too angry to acknowledge (laughs) but i mean they got a lot of scorn for it but the truth is is that there is a code that has been cracked you know uh and that's you know unfortunate to the tune of smash mouth sold six million total records hootie another one of the very big offenders, sold 30 million fucking records worldwide and fucking Creed, 53 million. And it's not because they're fucking bitching. It's because it speaks to this person and it speaks to those January 6th buttholes. And the other fucking thing about these guys is that they're real... The first two records contain lyrics that include topics like, oh, emerging adulthood, Self-identity, Christianity and faith, sinning, suicide, unity, struggling to prosper uh, in life, anti-abortion, uh, from the yeah. song What's This Life For, and yeah. anti-affirmative action, the song one. So <laughs> these Jesus. these lyrics read like a Trump speech, unwilling to say that the Klan is evil. Remember when he was like, hey, man, there's good, bad on both sides. That's fuck literally them. Yeah. It's literally fucking them.
1: I've used this phrase before. It, it applies to a lot of shit we, we do on this show. It's certainly to this. It's dumb music made by dumb people for dumb people. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like
0: Tom Hanks makes dad movies for dads by dads about dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, this is just for dumb people by dumb people. Yeah. 53 million later.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of fucking dumb people. Fuck. You got that right. I always hated that. Where, well, it's, yeah, it's a stupid riff, by the way. There's nothing rock or roll about that riff. <laughs> but also, like, they're in the studio. He could have, like, overdubbed that lick, but he just stops playing the rhythm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then I guess the way they try to cover it is the bass goes up higher or something. Mm. Am I imagining that? But it, It's always bothered me. Like, if you really want to have that lick on there, why don't you just overdub it? You're in a right. fucking studio. I hate right. when, I hate how the, the guitar drops out just so he could do that stupid lick.
0: Yeah, it was probably the uh, the producer uh, being clever and just clipped it out and it said like, "How about this?" And all of the yabos and the act fucking loved it. It is dumb. You think that there was a rhythm going underneath that? No, no. I think that I think at one time maybe there was, and then they just clipped it out so that it would sing more, so that that sweet riff would oh. be heard more. Mm. God, it's fucking stupid. That's the kind of lick you want to bury, not feature. <laughs> so this the st- these lyrics. Uh, I'm going to tell you what they're about, though I know that you already know. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> they're about <laughs> lucid dreaming. <laughs> no, it's not Jesus. <laughs> well, yes, yes, and it's Jesus and lucid dreaming. He was having apparently the, the Scott Stapp was having recurring nightmares about a guy, <laughs> a guy, a guy with a gun <laughs> chasing him around. And the only way that he could conquer it, according to him, is that he learned uh, how to lucid dream and so that he could take agency inside the dream and then the guy didn't come for him anymore. So, you know, whatever works, you know, whatever poured in a storm. So uh, did he
1: Did he dream that he went to the gun range and learned safety tips and stuff? I mean, how far, how deep does that dream go?
0: I wish he went back into the dream and then got into another act and then they quit.
1: <laughs> I wish he was dreaming about the playground in his mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's a little personal experience i saw scott stapp uh solo open for uh the in excess reunion after the tv show <laughs> and uh unsurprising that uh he's a drag <laughs> and uh and while while some leather pants rule his are stupid my, my, <laughs> mine were awesome dalton had rad ones Jim Morrison had rad ones. Scott Stapp does not have the same rad ones. They're really dumb. They look like, uh, sort of like cut like slacks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like those kind. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. dumb. (laughs) Play it.
1: Okay. We've only got like 17 minutes left of this song. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't listen to more than like another minute of this. I just refuse. (laughs) I'll quit.
0: I'll quit the cast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. say golden streams
2: golden dreams right
0: yeah
1: oh golden streets streets i thought he was getting into some like sexual water sports or something like.
0: <laughs> see i can get into get into a, a dirt bag like that but he's he's a he's a dirt bag who doesn't believe in affirmative action <laughs> and women's rights that's a whole other kind of dirt bag <laughs> fucking punk oh
2: i would like a world change appreciate those nights and those dreams but my friend i sacrifice all those nights if i could make the earth and my dreams the same
1: he wants to make the earth and his dreams the same so he wants a guy to be chasing him around with a gun in real life He's taking
0: agency. Think, yeah, he took agency and he got rid of the gunman. And so there's, he's, I think he's saying that inside of his lucid dream that he's now made for himself, it's a better
1: place to be, I guess. I have another idea for Scott. Like, be like the rest of us and just wake up and go, oh, that was a weird dream. <laughs> you not know? got
0: be an egomaniac. Like, you got to go into your dreams and run them. Yeah, not really a guy with the gun here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, you've never had a dream before? Is this the first time? Or- he thinks he's Dennis Quaid from dreamscape. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. He thought Freddy Krueger was real. <laughs> if like you did really in happen. a dream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So this is the, this in 1999. I have a vivid memory of this. Um, it was the, it was like summer or winter of, uh, of that year. It's probably the fall of that year. And I won't say wh- whose house we were at, but Dalton and I were standing outside of a, of a rager did you have on rad leather pants? <laughs> <laughs> we were at a party and, and just like all this hammered and standing outside the party. And this was on. This song was on in the party so we could hear it from outside. And just listening to it going, what? But But what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. And like, there's nothing interesting happening. There's like a lot of really good music happening today. And like, this isn't that. Why is it so like... Trying to figure out what I was talking about before, like how is it appealed to the masses so deeply and so deftly? It is made for them and it they were people were ready for it. Like it does like you sometimes believe, I think, that you need to and I think you still should is aim for the for up high and they will meet you there. And they still did. It was still happening, there was still great music at the time, but it's disturbing how fifty-three million people will buy this. I guess it's the same reason the fucking seventy-five million will vote for the fucking chooch. You Know, like, <laughs> yeah. I it, but it's
1: it's it's it breaks my mind in half that it could be so appealing. The, the as we got into the second verse, I was already sort of like over here rolling my eyes, going, oh. you know, and we're and even in 1999, we were becoming like a low attention span culture, right? And I can't believe someone wants to sit through more of this song once they've heard that. The chorus <laughs> sucks, by the way. I mean, if anything, the verse is better than the chorus. Right, I agree. His singing is awful, but at least there's somewhat of a melody there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once you get through the chorus, it's just different. It's not good or bad, it's just different. And then you go, oh, he's going back to this part where he's mumbling again. And then you're done. <laughs> like, you just want to get the fuck out. I don't get why, who would want to sit through five yeah, minutes and five seconds minutes of this. It. Yeah, it's five minutes long. It's absurd. It doesn't,
2: it's awful. Look, it was a long dream. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gee, Mania, I guess so. The, the guy's reloading, Jesus. <laughs>
1: Another guy showed up. Is that his kid? (laughs) Jesus. All right. So yeah, let's keep. I guess should we keep? We're two minutes into a five-minute song.
0: (laughs) There's nothing to prove.
1: Is there a guitar solo or something? (laughs) Sure. Of course there is. Of course there is. (laughs) But we have to get through this, you know, ponderous verse, and then that fucking shitty chorus to just to get to. Is there a bridge, by the way? Also. Uh, I think it goes. I think they bring it down.
0: No. <laughs> you bring it oh. Go well. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm telling you I don't want to hear
1: it. Yeah. Well let's let's get to the point where it it comes down and then everyone cue up your coughs. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm just gonna listen to a little bit more here. All right. And wouldn't you be bummed out if you were in this band? I guess these guys are as dopey as he is. Because if I was, if I was in a band, like I auditioned for a band, I go, "Oh, these guys are kind of rocking." Okay, I'll get it. And then he, he, he was standing next to me singing like that. I would just quietly pack up my gear and leave. <laughs> it sounds like a placeholder melody, in that
0: nothing is actually being said. But there are actually lyrics to it. But like, apparently, they wrote this as a like. It, the birth of it was live from an improvisation. He just encouraged them, like, just start riffing, and then they watched the show back and there was enough of it that they kept and turned into this. So this was came out of pure inspiration.
1: (laughs) The audience was happy when that was going on.
0: But there's a song, there's a Pearl Jam song, uh, Black, I think. And it famously has like no, no actual words in it. And it's just mumbling. And it was a hit because they were so big. It's also got a catchy sort of melody, but it's not dissimilar to this. Mm. And- It feels like that's what's going on, and people were just so in love with Pearl Jam from years before, and them doing that, that this struck. And Pearl Jam had stopped making music that was big sounding like this at this time, and so maybe that's what was going on, you know? Like, there's a lot of... Damon and I used to talk about this, George, where, like, in the absence of the police, a lot of bands started sounding like the police or elements of the police were everywhere. Right, right. Um, You know, and so, you know there's something to I think that there's elements of that going on here.
2: Agreed. I, I it feels like the um a need gets created just like it did yeah. for for uh, pop metal and in the in the early eighties mm-hmm. and then by the end it's you end up with warrant and this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because but this need's been created and it's and not, not it's never easy to get on MTV or become a star, but when something's been I remember for the bands that came later It seemed easier because this thing was already here that everybody wanted, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. Aaron. And I think this is where they occupy that space. And did I I feel like I don't know what happened to these guys? Like they were huge, and now what they they open for in excess and stuff? Like, what are they?
0: Well, he went so he left the band, he got kicked out, I think. For he he was a horrible drug, had a horrible drug and alcohol problem. The bass player left first for the same reasons, and then. And then right, he, he isn't the guy that's with, the a, a, with Van Halen's kid in this? Um, Mark Tremonti, Tremonti guitar, right? Yeah, was the song, was the guitar player. He's right. a fine player. Yeah, uh, you know, no, no feeling one way or the other about him, to, as far as I'm concerned. I know yeah. a lot of guitar players really like him. So, like, what do I know? Yeah. Um, was he the so genius fine, who came up
1: with that?
0: That riff. Jeez, might have been a Scott Stapp whistle that he just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, so there, there is – he got kicked out and then Scott Stepp left and then had this, like, crazy breakdown.
2: Yeah, he was really trying to
0: commit suicide or
2: something. Right? Some
0: awful situations, yeah, you know, yeah, and, like, and it's yeah. a terrible thing. And that's no good. Uh, I guess he got his life back together. But then Tremonti formed Alter Bridge. Altogether. Serious
1: question, yeah. serious question. Where the fuck was Jesus when all this was going on? Like right. seriously, like what? If you have, if your faith is so strong to get you through the the, the storms of your life, like where the right. f- your faith is bullshit, man. Fuck off with your. No, it
2: got real bad. You're right because now I'm remembering the thing. Now there was he was supposed to be this Christian and everything, and then I think there was a, I think Aaron, there was a video sometime in the early 2000s of him and Kid Rock double teaming some groupie. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm almost sure that's what happened. I don't know why that's in my head, but that yeah, there was a right. yeah, it turned out like they were on the road together and it turned out he was just a, you know, scumbag lead singer like everybody else. He, yeah. You know, he was yeah, I'm Christian, yeah, sure. Yeah, till uh, till everyone takes their top off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. And these, you know, unsurprisingly these guys got started in Florida. Thanks a bunch uh,
1: for that. Florida? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's What Would Jesus Do? I thought it was Who Would Jesus Do?
2: (laughs) Oh, the W's for O.
1: (laughs) Ah,
0: Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a raw dog situation too. Those do those guys, look, either one of them, look like the kind of guys who have any idea where the rubbers are. No. Right, well, I mean, you know, that, that's what I guess. That's what's uh. funny is Kid Kid Rock
2: probably was was uh, was characterized as the piece of shit, and then and then here comes Scott. I love Jesus. Fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: oh, dude, such a drag. Tear a little more, sure. <laughs> you really want to?
0: No, but if you want to hear it, <laughs> we heard all of it.
1: Yeah. Like, there's this dumb build-up. Let's right, go there! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all I know. Win yeah. or lose, I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> because I know that I will I will lose. It was my fault for bringing it around. It's just one of those ones that's been hanging there like a meatball in my yeah, it mind. It has. Yeah. Like, yeah a of it. Like, a play- <laughs> like a playground in my mind. <laughs> yeah. piece of real... Yeah, this
2: is... You awesome.
0: know, it's just sitting there. I was like, I gotta fucking address it. I'm yeah. cleaning out the closet. I, I solved my Billy Squire issue. i solved this now. George took care of fucking, what, Batman fever or no, Disco Duck. He took care of that. Everything got, we're like Michael Corleone. We're, we're, we're taking care of all family business. It gets settled today. It gets settled yeah. today. The, the baby gets baptized by Scott Stapp. <laughs> and that baby, Scott Stapp. <laughs> baby, Scott Stapp.
1: Uh, all right. So I guess we're done, eh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Well, I have a decision to make. Yeah. Down here in the torture chamber.
0: Do you want to turn a desk light on down there or anything? So you can see, <laughs> <laughs> so see your notes.
2: <laughs> we throw one of those, like, miners' helmets here. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm carrying around a little, like, a, a candle that I'm holding my hand in front of, like, like Scrooge on Christmas Eve. Um, So I've, I'm have i thinking about these two songs, which is my job today. And there's a couple of things that are kind of rising to the surface here. And the first one is, I have the two videos open next to each other. And uh, let's see. Playground in my mind has 2.6 thousand likes. Creed higher has 3.7 million likes. (laughs) And by the way,
0: I I didn't share with you the video.
1: Yeah, thank because,
0: you because because I, I, I want to start edging that kind of behavior out by me. Yeah. But the video has I think sixty eight million. So <laughs> just so you know.
1: I I'm l- sure let me there's... take that back. It's three point seven million <laughs> views. You're right. But it, it is twenty thousand likes. Okay. Yeah. yeah as compared yeah. to the two point six thou on Clint Holmes. And here's another thing. These are equally horrible songs. I think george said who said about the the tarantino use of this song right yeah he said that he could like it could be used you could get some sort of use out of this song out of playground (laughs) in my mind it like having you know you know the uh, what's her name uma thurman walking through a a building shooting people or something right Hmm. um creed the only way you can use this song is either a like someone really wants to they they would use it unironically and therefore very aggravating, like just to rock you out or something. Or or it would be Adam Sandler trying to do the voice and he'd be be fucking annoying.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: also, according to Aaron, you can use it for insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the soundtrack to
0: Yeah, that's the playground in their mind.
1: <laughs> that's right, that's right. Is the Creed song. So just by, by by the sheer fact that playground in my mind could be useful for something and Creed is... <laughs> No, <laughs> useful for nothing i think we're going to have to go with creed this week no <laughs> no <laughs> it's been a long
0: time dude okay, george you've been step. winning like a you've
1: been, <laughs> george, you've been winning
0: like a lunatic i need one baby <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: so here's one for a dog
3: the winner takes it on. creed 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 creed
1: creed step step Well, Jesus. that was just horrible. It was awful. That out. was two really
2: different songs that are both awful.
0: <laughs> yeah, one hurt my mind, and the other one hurt hurt my very soul. Yeah. so like I have nothing left to give. <laughs> I have nothing left. Save it, David. <laughs> some I, kind of I, cleansing. <laughs> yeah, usually I can walk out of here with my with uh, with my beautiful body exposed, yeah. but nothing else. <laughs> but now I don't even have that. This is all falling you're just, apart.
2: You're ruined. You're wrecked. I know, Fuck.
1: I we chose this life. <laughs> totally. There's just too much dreaming going on. You know about creepy, stupid things like either, yeah, either kids or or guys chasing you with a gun. And and both and both chose to write about it. That was the thing. Like they they could have put it nipped it in the bud. You know, <laughs> but no, we had to get two right. hit songs out of it.
0: Fucking. Sh- hit songs i mean I, I never heard the one that george played but the fact that you guys know it and it was in your mind i
1: mean it's stuck in george's mind a lot it sounds like yeah it did
2: it did that was a huge song when i was a kid yep <laughs>
1: Gee. well i guess it's my turn to shine here lads it is to help us <laughs> and we need to we need to get get the fuck out of here and and the way that those two songs both had horrible lyrics i think you're going to be quite satisfied with uh this week's sorbet. So um let's let's have Majel usher us in. Nice. Sorbet. sorbet. Forget that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please forget that shit. Alright, so I did a little uh research in the Ear and Loathing archives, boys. You know, it's like that. It's like, It's about the size of that warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they kind of tuck away right. the ark. That's how big right. the Ear and Loathing warehouse is. <laughs> the files. Yeah, lots of files and stuff. But um, I realized there is a decade that is tragically underrepresented in our sorbets, and that is the 1960s. Yes. Yep. Uh, George, Foxy George Presented us with Drive My Car Which is a beautiful sorbet mm. um, I played Can I Change My Mind Which was 1969 And other than the videos Which was in, from the 50s And I'm not sure if the Nat King Cole version George played us was the you know the, the Christmas song Was oh, yeah. it the 60s version or the 50s version Or what? I don't Do you know, F- 50s
0: probably? I think yeah, the 50s. Yeah. I've never even gotten to the early 70s I don't think
1: Oh, yeah, for sorbets, maybe. We've had plenty of early 70s tortures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like today, for instance. Yeah. But, yeah, the 60s, there's only two official 60 songs in our sorbets. And there's, you know, how many buttloads of great songs from the 60s. So let's remedy that today. Yes, <gasps> let's. This is a song it. that I've always loved. And it's, 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 a, it's a weird song. And then and, and I wasn't joking earlier when I said the lyrics. I, I had never do, you know kind of dove into the song really other than just liking it. It's 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 a fun great song. But uh now that I've studied it a little bit more this fucker it just it blows my mind. It's it's great and there's so many layers here. I'm going to start playing the intro and then shoot you guys some some lyrics. So here we go. Let's go with uh Damon's Sore Bay 1967. You guys know this one
2: i don't but mm-hmm. i'm grooving historic storage ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you, you've heard this one right is it called judy in disguise
1: yes it is i don't know it oh holy shit wow okay this is yeah then right now i want you guys to kind of focus on the fucking groove of these guys these guys are from baton rouge louisiana and as i was researching back oh the, by the way the band is called john fred and his playboy band <laughs> um so uh, they they're from Baton Rouge, and, and I was looking back into John Fred, whose real name is John Fred Gurrier, like one of those kind of like French Cajun names. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was b- very influenced by all the kind of R and B and and early rock and roll that was going on in the Louisiana area. And if you listen to it, it's like, oh yeah, he's listened to a lot of Fats Domino, but then he put it into this kind of '60s groove context. So. I'll I'll get into the the lyrics and everything about this song because there's like I said there's many layers to explore. Here we go. All right, let's talk about that. real at <laughs>
0: afterthought with glasses.
1: <laughs> now think about what that a song that also came out in 1967. And it's about a girl in something Lucy with in the
2: sky something. with diamonds. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's right. And so John Fred heard that the first time he heard that song, he thought uh, Lennon and McCartney were saying "Lucy in disguise with diamonds." Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he kind of put that together with the fact that this was the era when maybe it was like you know Jackie O had those giant sunglasses, mm-hmm. and 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 you couldn't see their faces really, so they're almost like in disguise. Hmm. Yeah, and he just started putting all these weird things together. And so when you listen to this, um, or you look at these lyrics about lemonade pies and cantaloupe eyes, he's he's completely doing a parody of a of a Beatles kind of psychedelic song.
0: Yeah, so I was going to ask him yeah. marmalade skies, Rocky, right? rocking horse,
1: <laughs> rocking horse, people eat marshmallows, yeah, newspaper pies. taxis, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's cheekily d- doing that in this kind of funky song about this girl, this girl Judy with these giant glasses. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and then I, as we get into some more of these lyrics, they're just so, they're so fucking good. And I don't know if he just like accidentally in, in the process of parodying the Beatles came up with these genius lyrics, or if they really were these genius lyrics. So let me get into the, the next verse.
0: Keep a wearing your
1: <laughs> that was a commercial, right? You yeah, cross yeah, your yeah, heart bra. Yeah. What's so what's so great about that is that, that that's two different Playtex bra it is. ad campaigns. One is bra. cross Your Heart and one is uh living, living Bra. Yeah,
2: right.
1: And uh and the rah-rahs are those kind of saddle shoes that girls would wear? That yeah, like the that's black and that's what ones. I read. Cheerleaders. Oh, Yeah, yeah. yeah right. cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then um this next line, uh, the chimney swifts barrow with guys. Um you'll hear it in a second. Uh I think it's describing a girl darting like a fat, like fast, like a bird darting from guy to guy mm-hmm. with guys.
0: This is how she is with guys, with guys. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I get so here we go. <laughs> Sound like he fell off the microphone. There. With glasses. <laughs> <laughs> check out this bridge. He does it a couple times in the song. I fucking love I love i every time I hear this song, I love when they break down to this bit. Here we go. Come to, me tonight.
3: Come to me tonight. I in the, I the strings
1: of my kite. And that horn section is fucking awesome. I mean it that's is. like a stack song or something, right? Yeah. These are like dopey white guys from That Baton bridge Ridge. right
0: there is exactly the bridge that I wrote for that song that I, sub- I submitted for the the ill-fated Mona's <laughs> new recordings that never happened. Oh. But the one about Trump, the, baby, it's so pity that you're dangerous. Baby, it's so pity that you're dangerous. It was built up just like that. And I've never heard this song before in my life. <laughs> Maybe I was in the, what was the name of the band? John Fred and his
1: Playboy band. Maybe you were a Playboy. I
0: love
1: it. By the way, they they're originally called uh, John Fred and the Playboys, but then Gary Lewis came out with and the Playboys, so they had to change it.
0: They didn't want to fight that Jerry Lewis lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, here we go.
3: Judy!
0: So is he saying when you say cantaloupe eyes is is he just having fun or is that like her her pupils are so big because she's stoned is that is, is that was his intimation is it so
1: she's could got, her be eyes are big yeah. and
0: round the big big pupils
1: yeah I mean that's the th- that's the question is like was he accidentally stumbling on this this great theme about this girl right. you know that she's kind of unexplainable and she's going from guys. From guy to guy and he can't he she's unattainable to him, or was he just doing these Beatles parody lyrics and it ended up like making sense in a weird way? I don't know. I bet you it's
0: that. I bet you it's that that he suddenly right
1: because it's the culture
0: too. Like if you're if you're down with the hippie scene, if you're down with the fruity psychedelic vibe and lang and lingo, you're also smoking that weed.
1: Yeah. And you're also popping those pills.
2: Yep.
0: It's the life. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Here we go. I think we're going into an instrumental break here. <laughs> the band is fucking funky, too.
0: The, 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 the bass player is, uh, is is working. He's getting paid for a living.
1: Yeah. and And he's playing way up high on the neck, isn't he?
0: Do, 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 do. Yeah. So he can stay in one place. Yeah. And not have to do any big stretches because he's got a lot of work to do.
1: <laughs> and and coming out of this bit by the way they did it at the intro i didn't mention it then because i wanted to get into the song but they, they do this kind of build up which is again total beatles parody um of that build up in day in the life so as we come out of uh, this instrumental bit you'll hear them do it again
3: mm.
0: It's kind of creepy, too, sounding like it's ominous, you know, which is a funny dichotomy from where the rest of the song lives. Yeah. You know, it's like a big joyous number, and then it just gets so ominous.
1: Right. very It gets into this kind of seductive voice.
0: Yeah. strings Yeah. Uh-oh.
1: Be in the sky. yeah so that was the build-up <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah yeah it's not yeah. like they just had a problem with the tape machine <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right here we
0: go
1: what i found online is circus of horrors was a 1960 british horror movie where a doctor transforms disfigured women into beautiful circus performers. So, when he says a circus of horrors, is he, is he just talking about like? Because remember, she's in disguise. She's wearing the bra, the shoes. The, he's just describing everything about her what she's the wearing. Big glasses. She looks, yeah, the big <laughs> glasses exactly. And uh, and and so now she and maybe the circus of horrors is like her fate, like uh, like her made up face or something, right? mm Hmm. I don't know what his point is, but she, he's just describing this 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 uh, woman who's, you know, hiding something, I guess. I, I think he's also hungry. <laughs> for acid. <laughs> he's, he's, he's hungry for acid.
0: <laughs> he's into lemonade pies, baby.
1: You got any lemonade pies? <laughs> Pass me some of that cantaloupe. <laughs> With right, glasses. Here we go. <laughs> here we go.
3: i just take
1: your glasses. And of course, the, the sitar at the end. Like when I, every, yeah, Ever since that. I've heard this song, I've never researched it before, but I've always thought, is he doing a Beatles parody? Because he like the, 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 the sitar and, yeah. the, and the the cantaloupe eyes and all that stuff, I was just never sure. And then once I read about it, he sure was. Well, The music doesn't have anything to do with the Beatles, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Uh, there's no references inside of the what the players are doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an active line, which would have been true with any Beatles song, but yeah.
1: And Paul actually on the Sgt. Pepper's album, which Lucy is on, uh, that's, that's probably the album where Paul was playing the highest up on the, uh, right. for a lot of those tunes on Sgt. Pepper. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. It, was,
0: it sort of cooks in the way that Rita does in a way or, or good morning. Maybe it's got, it's got a vibe. It's got a vibe, I guess. Yeah. Lemonade pie is a real thing, by the way. Uh yeah. I didn't know that that was true. It sounds kind of good.
1: Uh John Fred was six five and a star kind of a star athlete in high school. He had a minor hit uh in the late fifties, a song called Shirley. It was kind of and that one I listened to that one. It does sound a lot like Fats Domino. Mm. And uh Dick Clark asked him and the band to appear on American Bandstand to perform the song Shirley. And John Fred turned him down because his high school basketball team had a game, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> that, that's something. Some six foot five does that. <laughs> so yeah, that's a uh, that's Judy in disguise (parentheses with glasses), which is the actual name. And uh, that's by John Fred and his. Let's see, his Playboy band. I'm glad you guys never heard that one before. Oh, no, it's it's cool. I you know, and there's something
2: there's something very. Uh, Southern or Louisiana about this song. It feels like the Beatles feel filtered through this, and even this ominous stuff Aaron said, you know, how New Orleans and Louisiana is like that. Yeah. There's something kind of right. voodoo y. There's something about it that it sounds, and, and a lot of the lyrics remind me of, you know, Southernisms, like meaner than a strappity snake and mad as right. the devil and like those kind of, <laughs> you yeah. know, Southern things. Like there's something about it that feels that way of filtered through clearly a Beatles
0: thing. It's big smiles and handshakes while the other hand is lifting your wallet. Yes, right. Yes, well put. Yes, exactly. Right. New Orleans, yeah, you know, Baton Rouge, yeah, whatever. Right. It's like, it's, boy, I'm having a terrific time. Pity I can't pay for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a. But I, I can feel all that in it. It's it's really a cool right. song, Damon. That nice, nice job finding that. Yeah, never I never would have heard that ever in my life. Very it's cool. Great.
1: Wow, I thought that was a pretty big hit, but I guess you're right. Like. The the oldie stations were always like fifties and sixties and then you never then from then on it was classic rock, you would listen to, you know, the Eagles or or Seely Dan or whatever. Um but so Stones, <laughs> Steely Dan, Beatles. Stones, um, Steely Dan, De- Beatles. I keep thinking <laughs> of Aaron's thing all the time. Stones,
2: Beatles, Steely Dan, music I like. Music <laughs> for me, you know? Music I <laughs> like. All right, guys.
1: <laughs> but then at one point like like oldies stopped being oldies and they just they, they kind of just did it by decades. Okay, well now we're right. in the 90s, so so oldies to us are 70s, you know. And then all these great old songs from the 50s and 60s just fell away. So, if you didn't hear it on that first round <laughs> of right. of when oldies were actually a, a thing on the radio like K-Earth 101, you're just not never going to hear it again unless you seek seek out that kind of music. So, I'm and glad I got to hear like you.
0: Quentin Tarantino music. Like this would be fucking perfect in a Quentin movie. <laughs>
1: Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, if he was and, and uh, dancing that,
0: to this at Rabbit Slims, right? <laughs>
1: right.
2: Yeah, right.
0: Or just like all the songs that are played on the radio and in, in once upon a time in Hollywood, because there was everything that was happening at that time, yeah. you know, in the 69, the summer of 69. Uh, fuck. Yeah. It's a wild song, man. It's very, it's a, it's a freaky scene. I like, you know, I bet you too, that they were a sweet bar band, you know, like yeah. really, really rough and ready type of bar act, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Assuming act.
1: that's them playing. Cause you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, from what I could tell, they didn't go to you know L.A. and get this wrecking crew to play on it. I'm pretty right. sure that's the guys in the band and funky as hell. I mean, like, maybe it's just Sounds in their cool. in the in the water down there or something. The swamp yeah,
2: right. water, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: like the oysters, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to get a 1960s song into the Sorbet collection. Yeah, really Sorbs. nice. And uh, I guess we can wrap up episode 47 of Ear and Loathing. What do you what do you boys think?
3: yeah it was a good one. i had
1: fun time <laughs> yeah, very funny stuff a lot of violence a lot of uh
0: a lot of uh, fun a lot of
1: uh more potential pedophilia <laughs> yeah, yeah. this
0: fucking uh psych psychedelic uh uh freaky freaks yeah swampy good time not a lot of whores yeah too bad there's yeah. a horror horror heavy episodes earlier this this uh, season yeah. yeah not this one
1: whores. <laughs> well, we we three are whores. Yeah. There's yeah. three of us, <laughs> Gitmos. Yeah, please. What yeah. more do you need? I'm just jotting down more whores. <laughs> more
2: whores.
1: There's no whores <laughs> around here. Whores. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I guess we'll wrap it up uh, episode 47, Ear and Loathing, and we will see all of the good people next time. Take it easy, boys. Good night, everybody. Bye! Bye. Ear, Ear and Loathing. loathing walking with the dead man over my shoulder dee, dee, dee. mom
2: take it easy lower it I i'm not gonna to- lower it i have to do this now i don't mind you playing it but lower it
3: tune in next time for more ear and loathing end transmission goodbye